Welcome to Gear Vlogs Automotive Podcast. I'm your host, Mario Gear, where I share my enthusiasm for all topics automotive. Welcome to the uh, Gear Vlogs uh, Podcast, episode 11. Alrighty, a uh, couple of stories. It's a full uh, boatload of uh, stories today that uh, I think you guys might want to be interested in. Um, yeah, so let's get into uh, the first story. Charging station goes boom. EV won't work. What happens next? Is the story. In recent cases, in recent in three recent cases, electric vehicles wouldn't power up after charging faults at electrified America sites. Car and driver looked into each case to diagnose what went wrong. It may be even every electric car driver's nightmare on a road trip. Talking the kid or taking the kids to see grandma. Say you plug your EV into a DC fast charging station along the way. You hear a loud bang, perhaps some sparks. Then your car won't power up. You're stuck. Yes, it happens. Ooh. One of the great advantages of EVs is that they can be uh, recharged at home overnight. And most EV owners are set up to do just that. But for longer trips, North America has quickly expanding network of DC fast charging stations. These can recharge most EVs to 80% of their battery capacity in 20 to 45 minutes. The Tesla supercharger network is viewed as the best for its ubiquity and reliability. Even though, until quite recently, it had served only Tesla's own EVs, but there are others. Drivers of non-Tesla EVs sooner or later find that the location and reliability of on-road public charging are varied at best. But the idea that a charging station might blow up your EV feels even more disturbing. Not only is the driver or the family stranded, but they fear their vehicle may be totaled, ruining not just their trip, but their car as well. Will their new car warranty cover whatever damages occurred? They wonder. Question mark. The short answer is it depends on the circumstances and on the car maker. Keep going. Trip ended EV total. Three real life mishaps. This scenario is extremely rare, but it's not entirely hypothetical since November at least three drivers who charged their Three different models of EVs at Electrify America stations heard a loud bang after what charging stopped and the cars wouldn't start. The vehicles in question were a Ford F-150 Lightning on November 27th, a Chevrolet Bolt 
EV on January 22nd and the Rivion R1T on January 29th. Each incident received considerable attention on social media, but the outcomes have varied. Car and driver reached out to Electrified America and the three car makers to ask for details on each case. EA, or Electrified America, provided statements on each incident, but declined to let us speak with network engineers about details. Car makers replied varied from no comment to more s- s- subjective responses. We've pieced together the stories from the EV owners, the statements we received, and off-the-record chats from several sources who asked not to be identified due to the sensitivity of the topic. Hmm. Let's get more into this story. Did you know EVs have circuit breakers too? Apparently so. The most important thing for EV owners to know is that every electric vehicle has a high-voltage circuit breaker connected to the battery wiring. It operates just as a circuit breaker in your home home does. If too much current flows through the circuit, the breaker trips, which interrupts the circuit and protects everything downstream from potential damage. Electrified America explained that when a loud pop or loud noise precedes loss of power, charging power, the boom is most likely the sound of the circuit breaker tripping. It can be in the charging equipment, the vehicle, or both, since there are redundant fail-safe systems. Indeed, this is exactly what happened in the F-150 Lightning case on November 27. It was caused by an isolated event while DC fast charging. According to a statement issued jointly by Electrified America and Ford several weeks later, this activated charging system fail-safe and triggered safety features in the vehicle. It continued. The statement's most important sentence is this. Ford replaced the onboard circuit breaker and returned the vehicle to the customer. In other words, the breaker tripped to protect the battery as it was designed to do so. Owner Eric Rowe, who later later that one later wrote that one module in the battery had to be replaced and he was not charged for that work. So question here, they're talking about modules. So the way how the EV battery packs are, they're like a series of basically smaller battery cells interconnected. So I'm wondering if one of those, whatever happened, one took out one of the battery cells. So if you have a row of batteries in the battery pack, I wonder if uh, one of those got taken out or how the circuit breaker, high-voltage circuit breaker, is equipped to each battery cell, a row of battery cells. be interesting to have a uh, battery expert or battery pack expert to chime in on their uh, feedback on like that. And I may try to uh, reach out to a few people and ask 
and maybe do a follow-up on this if there's enough interest in uh, learning more about this. Uh, let's move on with the story still. Ask whether Ford's EV warranty routinely covers resetting the high-voltage circuit breaker. The company responded, quote, it depends on what triggers the break the breaker. If a vehicle fault triggers it, that's absolutely covered under warranty. However, if something else trips it and the vehicle behaves as it should, that's not covered by warranty. But Ford added, for the incident in question, Ford did cover the cost as it was seen as an isolated incident. Props to Ford for uh, standing behind their product. Clearly they could have easily thrown the blame on the charging station, in my opinion, but, you know, more powers to, uh, props to uh, Ford for that one. Now, keep going. Less is known in the case of, in the Rivian case. As of the January 29th Rivian incident, Rivian declined to comment, unlike in the Ford case, Electrified America and the automaker did not issue a joint statement. Separately, that charging network told Car and Driver it conducted a thorough investigation and determined the isolated incident was due to an internal electrical anomaly. Translated, that means something went wrong inside the charging station or with the power equipment feeding it. Hmm. Power spike? Energy surge? Hmm. Let's keep going. The appropriate safety system deployed as designed. EA wrote, This suggests that a circuit breaker designed to protect the Rivian's high-voltage power pack tripped. It rendered the truck unusable, but likely prevented the pack throw. We don't have full details. Rivian took the truck back for repairs after the incident three weeks later. Ouch. The owner, Anson, tweeted that the automaker had returned his fully repaired truck. The company even replaced a front, a bumper he had damaged while off-roading, he said. It's fair to say that Anson remains a happy Rivian owner, though perhaps not so happy with Electrified America user being a user. As for the warranty, Rivian declined to comment. Its new vehicle limited warranty guide, a 23-page PDF download, offers some guidance, broadly speaking, as with other makers, repairs are covered if Rivian's component are party to defect under normal use. But if an extreme issue, for instance, a mal- malfunctioning charger creates damage or damage not ori- originating from factory supplied materials or workmanship, it does not appear that it is covered. The repair costs would have to be addressed by the outside party that caused the damage. We'll leave that up to lawyers to fight out whether charging at a public charging network constitutes normal use as noted in this instance. Rivian repaired the truck at no cost to the owner. 
which is still good for them, but it makes you wonder what's going to happen going further. Okay, last on the last example, Chevy Bolt EV mystery. We know at least about the the case of this Chevy Bolt EV that would not start after the January 22nd charging incident at the Electrified America site in Chipley, Florida. It was towed to Miller & Miller Chevrolet Buick GMC of Mariana, Florida, where the service department de- declared the battery pack had to be replaced, a decision that ultimately lies with the dealership, not the automaker. Progressive Insurance then declared the car a total loss. Boat owners Cass and Sarah Tippett have put in an insurance claim for the value of the vehicle but must still cover their incidental costs including car rental for the weeks they have been out without a vehicle. Chevrolet told Car and Driver the car makers and engineers have not been able to inspect the vehicle, which is now in the possession of the insurance company. The car maker still hopes to do so at some point, the spokesman told Car and Driver. On the question of coverage of repairs, however, GM appears to have the most expansive warranty of all three. A GM spokesman confirmed that resetting of an EV's high-voltage circuit breaker would be covered under the warranty, no ifs, ands, or buts. Electrified America said only the incident with the bolt is still being investigated. Let's see, working to reassure customers. While it declined to provide any details on what happened at the charging stations in each of these three cases, Electrified America sent car and driver several statements intended to reassure current and future EV drivers about its network. We regret the customers were inconvenienced in each of these cases as the welfare and charging experience of our customers is the utmost concern. In 2022, we had over 6 million charging charging sessions, and each situation is unique. Overall, we see very few vehicle immobilizations per million sessions. However, the resolution of these issues are used to strengthen interoperability testing, component reliability standards, and continued over the air updates to the network. As with any technology, those improvements are part of developing and innovating such as the DC fast charging during the early stages of the growth trajectory. EV drivers, now with you. Or no, now you know. Blah, blah. So yeah. That uh, was... um. That one. Link to this story will be in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, check on uh, on whatnot. We'll uh, move on to the next story. Next story. 2023 World Car of the Year Awards. World Car of the Year. Vehicles eligible for World Car of the Year must be 
produced in volume of at least 10,000 units per year must be priced below the luxury car levels in their primary markets and must be on sale in at least two major markets. China, Europe, India, Japan, Korea, Latin America, U.S. on at least two separate continents within the period of uh, January 1st, 2022 and March 30th, 2023. Multi-category entries. Vehicles in the World Performance Car, World Urban Car, World Electric Vehicle, and World car design of the year categories may also be contenders in overall world car of the year class depending on type and pricing all vehicles eligible for other world car award categories are automatically eligible for the world car design of the year so the top three in the world bmw x1 or ix1 we had the Hyundai Ionic 6 and the Kia Nero. Let's see, finalists have been Alfa Romeo Tonale, BMW 2 Series Coupe, Honda HRV, ANA or ZRV, oh, so NA for North America in. Uh, ZRV in Japan, China, Asia markets. Uh, let's see. Mazda CX-60. Mercedes-Benz C-Class. Nissan Araya. And Nissan Z. Candidates. Alway U6. Cherry Omada 5. Cherry Tago 8 Pro. Citron C3, Citron C5X, Honda CRV, Honda Vizel in Japan and China, HRV and Azen, HRV E in or HEV in Europe, Ugh. Jeep Meridian and slash Commander in India and Latin America. MG Mulan, MG4 EV, uh, Aura Funky Cat, <laughs> okay, Smart Number One, Subaru Solterra, Suzuki S Cross, Toyota BZ4X, Toyota Crown, Vinfast VF8, Volkswagen Triego, Naviev. Whatever. Volkswagen Virtus, Way Coffee 01, and Mocha. Who makes these names up? So, yeah, those are the uh, content candidates uh, that were nominated. So, um, yeah, and apparently the award show will be announced at this year's New York International Auto Show. So, one more reason why I'd like to attend the uh, show to. Uh, bring that information to you so since uh, we're at it let me uh, play this brief message for you of a sponsor message that um you can uh, check out and if you can help support me out great
Hey, I want to take a moment to uh, introduce you and let you guys know about uh, our Amazon storefront that uh, I have. Um, by having the storefront, it's one additional way for me to earn commissions on products I recommend and you know introduce to you, my viewers, that uh, goes towards help supporting the uh, channel with various operating costs, be it my ISP, for paying for my ISP to equipment and gear and products to purchase for future reviews. Um, yeah, so I'll have a link in the video description where you can check out the storefront. And if there's something that in particular that you want um, and you want to support the channel that you, you're going to be ordering from Amazon anyway, um, reach out to me via DMs on Instagram or, you know, via, you know, email to uh, contact me with a particular product that you're interested in uh, ordering from Amazon. And I can generate a an affiliate link for you to where it doesn't cost you anything. You can use that affiliate, affiliate link and um, you make the purchase and in one small way. Doesn't cost you anything outside of what you already spend money on to uh, help purchase uh, and support um, us here at uh, Gearblogs through the uh, Amazon uh, affiliate program. So, yeah, thanks for this, uh, taking this moment and back to the show. Alrighty, our next story the NHTSA is investigating Tesla over a Model Y steering wheel steering wheels falling off. Um, if you're a follower of the podcast, I had mentioned this in a couple of episodes back. I talked about the story how one particular gentleman literally having his Model Y for about a week's time, the steering wheel literally fell off while he was driving with his family after one week and got it to Tesla and they initially the Tesla service center wanted to charge him like a hundred dollars or $150 service charge for the repair. And you'd figure something like that would be under warranty, but eventually Tesla had a recount, but they still did not want to admit any liability whatsoever about the situation. But let's get into this story and learn a little bit more. Ooh! After two Tesla Model Y owners reported their steering wheels detached while driving, the NHTSA announced it was looking into the issue. We've all heard a chattering sound coming from inside the car while driving, right? Usually it's just a piece of trim coming loose or some poorly secured load in the trunk, but for two Tesla Model Y drivers, it was something more serious. Chattering loose their steering wheel. Now the NHTSA's Office of Defects Investigation has launched a probe into the rogue wheels. According to Automotive News, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has opened an investigation into the Tesla crossover after reports of steering wheels 
detaching while driving. The report affects more than 120,000 Model Ys sold so far, according to the site. In a document public Wednesday, NHTSA's Office of Defects Investigation said it is aware of two reports of complete detachment of the steering wheel from the steering column while driving. Both vehicles were delivered to the owners with a missing retaining bolt that attaches to the steering wheel to the steering column, the agency said in a document. Uh Uh-oh! So let me get this straight. That one report I reported last time where the steering wheel came loose on that particular driver. Tesla wanted to charge that that gentleman $100, $150 initially for potentially a missing bolt. Boom! Let's keep going. According to the agency, the steering wheels were stuck in the affected models with nothing more than a friction fit. Ouch! Which held them in place until a large enough force was applied. In the case of the two affected vehicles, the steering wheels have since been removed and properly reinstalled. <laughs> yay, yay. And we have here. The NHTSA preliminary evaluation has now been launched to assess the scope and frequency of the potential safety issue. It will also investigate the manufacturing process that led to the steering wheel issue. The evolution Evolution is evaluation is the first step of the NHTSA Office of Defects investigation. During the process, engineers can request information from the manufacturer, including data on complaints, injuries, warranty claims. Once the investigation is complete, the NHTSA will either close the investigation or escalate the issue by sending a recall request letter to the manufacturer. So far, the Office of Defect, Defects Investigation has already investigated Tesla for issues relating to driver-assisted software following a series of crashes in the U.S. This investigation prompted Tesla to recall nearly 363,000 U.S. vehicles equipped with the software. Another investigation was launched in February 2022 after the agency received hundreds of complaints about Phantom braking in Tesla Model 3s and Model Y vehicles. So, yeah. So, it be interesting to see uh, what was happening. My initial thought when I first read this story was, I thought that possibly, you know, one of their robotic assembly arms was miscalibrated and over-torquing the, essentially the... You know, the bolt that attaches the steering wheel to the steering column. But apparently, I guess, <laughs> maybe somebody, like, a, there was a defect or a, a line of code or a command line <laughs> at the manufacturing process was not uh, 
put in place or got skipped or overwritten or something to where I forgot to pick up the bolt and attach it to the steering wheel. Oh, God. Comment down below what you guys think. And it's like, I don't know. It, uh, yeah. It, let's move on to the next story. Mack Trunk Trucks launches its first mid-duty electric truck. Okay. Mack Trucks today announced the launch of the MD Electric, the company's first EV in the trucking industry's mid-duty segment. The MD Electric is the second EV that Mack Trucks, which is part of the Volvo Group, has launched. It first debuted the Mack LR electric garbage truck in December 2021. The Mack MD electric will be available in Class 6 and Class 7 ratings. The Class 6 model has a gross vehicle weight rating of 25,995 pounds. And the Class 7 model has a gross vehicle weight rating of 33,000 thousand pounds. Both models are example exempt from the twelve percent federal excise tax. Mack Truck has signed a five year agreement with global electric commercial vehicle maker C Electric, which will supply Mack with its C driven power systems. The class six and seven models will be equipped with the C driven one twenty and one twenty eight power systems. Tony Fairweather, C Electric CEO and founder, said, In testing, the C-driven equipped Mac MD6 successfully completed a grueling durability assessment equivalent to more than 500,000 miles on one of the toughest and most challenging tracks. The Mac MD Electric will be produced in Roanoke Valley, Virginia, where Mac began production of the Mac MD series in 2020. Mac truck has a goal of 35% of its sales to be zero emission vehicles by 2030 and also has a goal to reduce emissions in its operations and freight transports by 50% by 2030. So there we go. So it looks like we're moving on to more and more of uh, EVs. And uh, what I'm noticing, the trend is a lot of EV stories. And I'm sorry to say that I'm looking for more, like, still internal combustion engine stories. But they're starting to become farther and farther few between. But once I do get a couple of them, I will talk about them. But these, I think, are of interest in... Hopefully you'll stick around and follow me. And if you guys have ideas or suggestions for story suggestions, please reach out to me uh, in, you know, in the comments or DM me on Instagram on potential stories or links to stories that you would like me to uh, talk about. So, yeah, let's move on to the next story. Okay, next story here we have... 
Yeah. Suspected thieves busted after stopping to charge their Tesla getaway car. I wonder if the story's in Florida. Let's find out. Two people accused of stealing $8,000 worth of gaming systems in the state of Georgia were taken into custody after police caught them charging their getaway vehicle, a Tesla Model X. <laughs> the story is reported by Business Insider and Fox Business. says that officers from the Gowinet County Police North Precinct responded to a theft call where they learned that two individuals had stolen several PC gaming systems from a store and fled the scene in a Tesla. It did not take long for the suspects to be caught because the police found them just 15 minutes down the road from the theft scene waiting for their Model X getaway car to be topped up at a location in Duluth, Duluth where there are charge points and Electrified America charging stations as well as a Tesla designation charger. <laughs> Gwinnett County Police posted a set of photos showing the Model X parked full of boxes of gaming PCs and electric toothbrushes <laughs> as well as several guns and two pounds of suspected marijuana. Okay. Yeah, here's the uh, photos. According to Business Insider, it's unclear whether the Tesla used by the suspect was stolen or not. This isn't the first time a suspect, suspected thief was caught because of the electric car used for the getaway ran out of juice. Back in 2019, a woman who stole a Tesla Model S in Payson, Arizona, was caught by police after the EV's range got down to zero. It's unclear what kind of Tesla Model X these latest suspects robbers were using, but the latest version of the all-electric American SUV can go more than 300 miles on a single charge, more than enough for any kind of activity. At the same time, a base Model S is rated at 405 miles. As always, we'd love to know what you think about this and leave us a comment. <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, next story up, we have Lightship unveils the L1 electric RV trailer, capable of maintaining the full range of the EV towing it. Here we go, something novel, which, before I read this article, got me thinking also about now with Tesla coming out with their Tesla semis that could Tesla or one of these tractor trailer manufacturers where you know the trailers where the cargo is hauled in if they could work with Tesla or whichever manufacturer the vehicle is going to be towed in could use it as a 
extended battery pack for the big rigs. So, as far as cargo space would be, it's like the way the battery packs, they could definitely obviously install them underneath the trailer like how most cars are, they are with cars. So, food for thought. That would be interesting to uh, see if uh, the manufacturer's going. But let's read about this particular concept and uh, and see. All right. A young all-electric RV startup called Lightship took looks to turn a lucrative yet stale segment in recreational mobility on its ear beginning today with the official debut of the its L1 electric travel trailer. This purpose-built design is loaded with modern-day innovations in aerodynamics, electric efficiency, and renewable energy could not only disrupt the RV industry, but truly change the way we approach the camping experience using an all-electric sustainable ecosystem. Not to mention, it looks sleek as hell. Be sure to check out the full launch video from Lightship below. Lightship is a San Francisco company in Boulder, Colorado-based startup that describes itself as the first all-electric RV company designing battery power trailers for the inevitable electrified age of mobility. It was founded in 2020 by Ben Parker and Toby Krauss, two industry veterans with notable 10 years at Tesla as well as other electrified innovators like Proterra. The original premise of a complete ground-up redesign of the RV for the electric age started where many great ideas stem from, the stomach. Co-founder Ben Parker was frequenting the food trucks outside of Tesla while working as a battery engineer on the Model 3 and noticed the nasty emissions from the gas and propane generators pouring out of each truck and into the next. It was there that the idea of an electric RV was seeded. As Parker left Tesla at the start of the pan pandemic to embark on a 6,000-mile journey across the U.S. to soul-search and speak with RV owners along the way to identify the current wants and needs of a $140 billion a year industry. After incorporating the Lightship brand from the road, Parker soon connected with Krauss, who had also worked extensively at Tesla and shared an interest in bringing similar environmentally conscious technologies to new industries in support of a cleaner future for his children and beyond. From there, the co-founders sought to take their knowledge of, of disruption and holistic design learned at companies like Tesla in order to apply it to the RV industry, Parker ex expanded. One in ten American families own an RV, but the RV industry hasn't 
experience, innovation for decades, inefficient, unreliable product designs, and a power experience that relies on smelly, noisy gas or propane generators fundamentally hinder the amazing experience of traveling in the outdoors. Lightship looks to change all that beginning today with the official unveiling of its L1 electric RV trailer at SXSW. This travel trailer is not only unique, it's aerodynamically modular design, but it is also equipped with its own all-electric powertrain and battery pack. Relatively, alternatively, the towing capacity for the vehicle in front of it, allowing owners to drive further and more efficiently without having to recharge as much. Some pictures here. Let's look at them. Okay. Interesting design. Lots of solar panels. Okay, so it's kind of like a modern day version of a pop-up tent trailer. I think. I could be wrong, but... Yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Lightship's, uh, Lightship's electric trailer could re revitalize the RV industry. After three years of development, Lightship officially shared its flagship L1 electric RV with the public this morning, kicking off the potential dawn of the new age of recreational mobility should the travel trailers reach production. As you can see in the images above, the L1 is a clean sheet approach to traditional RV focusing on hyper-efficiency while being towed before transforming into a spacious camping space, offering complete ecosystem of battery-powered amenities. The 27-foot trailer measures 8.5 feet wide and can power... It's height up and down from 6 feet 9 inches in a road mode to 10 feet tall when parked in camp mode, offering the capacity to sleep 4 to 6 people. Being sleek and spacious is one thing, but the performance of this electric RV is truly unique and should be an enormous selling point to consumers whether they're towing it with an EV or a combustion vehicle. The L1 itself is equipped with its own electric powertrain and 80-watt, kilowatt-hour battery pack. Lightship is not sharing its battery supplier at, the, at this time. As a result, the trailer's pro trailer propels itself behind the tow vehicle, offering near-zero range loss. That means a 300-mile range electric pickup truck towing the 7,500 pounds when fully loaded. The L1 will maintain near-full estimate range. In fact, Lightship co-founders told us that combustion trucks towing the L1 actually gained 
fuel efficiency in certain cases thanks to the trailer's advanced aero score. Those drivers still should go all electric, though. Just saying. <laughs> A huge thorn in the side of current electric truck owners is the extensive range losses when towing. Up to two-thirds in many cases by keeping the force behind the towing vehicle near zero as much as possible, lightship owners will someday be able to take longer road trips without stopping to recharge or reach their destinations with even more power to spare when camped. Lightship co-founder and CEO Ben Parker elaborated on the design approach in the interview with Electric Tech. It's a pretty rare and awesome chance we've gotten where there is an industry that hasn't changed a ton for a few decades. It's huge. There is a sort of product opportunity where, given the state of the technology, if you don't do from scratch approach here, you can't make a production that meets all of the specs you, you need it to. It can't be long enough range. It won't be lightweight enough. Only thing, only thought, only through a ground-up approach can you make an efficient enough product for it to also be cost-effective enough that you can sell it at any volume. There's a catalyst too. Electric trucks are taking off. What do people do with trucks? They do truck stuff. They go towing. You literally can't tow a traditional travel trailer for more than 100 miles right now. Perhaps or people are not going to stop RVing. This is a massive pastime. So it's the convergence can, yeah, convergence, the sort of confidence of a few things that make this so cool. Cool indeed. What else is cool? The power in the electric RV itself is further bolstered by solar panels across its large roof, offering up to an additional 3 kilowatts of renewable power to support the amenities and appliances within the L1 without any reliance on gasoline or propane generators. Below are some renderings of the interior of the light ship. So yeah, here we got some uh, shots here of the renderings. Okay. Alright. When scheduled production begins in late 2024, Lightship expects to sell the L1 electric RV trailer at a starting price of $125,000. The co-founder shared this price point is by no means the top tier level in RVing and they are instead targeting consumers interested in a travel trailer similar to an Airstream. Lightship will instead offer a similarly priced all-electric option 
that is three times more aerodynamically or aerodynamic than the next best traditional trailer. And we could go on and on and read more about it. So, yep, there we go. What do you guys think? Think it was a matter of time before something like this would come? Would you want to see possibly them be able to extend the battery range further of trucks? Uh, comment down below what you guys think. And, uh, yeah, let's move on to the next story. Well, actually, I'm going to probably end the story now. We're almost hating, reaching almost the 50-minute mark. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, we've uh, ended that there. So um, be sure to uh, like, comment, and share the story, this uh, episode, out to your friends. And uh, let me know what you guys thought to my questions that I uh, brought to you guys. So, uh, yeah, thanks.